I think if you're going to be a woman in the trade, you have to find out why you want to be in the trade. You know, I had some serious questions to ask myself before I started the trade. You know, there's nothing out there that um, that I don't do that that the guys can't do. Uh, I pride myself on that. That's my guest and friend, Robin Pearson. She's a first-year apprentice, and she's been through some crazy stuff during this apprenticeship. But one thing I want to point out before we get into it, Robin and I talked for a long time, before and after recording, and I just want you to know that everything that happened in these last 10 years, she did single-handedly raising two kids. So shout out to all the single moms out there. I came from that household too, and I know how hard my mom worked to make ends meet. Well, she worked full-time and then had to come home and manage three punk boys. Okay, next... Please take a snapshot of the show on your phone or your car, stereo. Post it in your stories or online somewhere. Tag me. All right, so let's continue with some sound bites from today's episode and roll. And I took a huge leap of faith uh, to leave a very good paying job uh, to come back into the trades and and I'm very, very grateful I did. I take such pride in working on stuff, fixing stuff, making sure that, you know, people in my buildings are happy. A journeyman tried to get me electrocuted, fussed at me, threw wrenches at me. So I just kind of put up with it for a little bit. I thought, I'm not in the school yet. I don't have a leg to stand on. I didn't know how the union worked. And I just kind of thought, maybe this is the way it is. I don't want to leave my kids with a burden when I'm older. I want to be able to support myself all the way through. And I want them to be able to, you know, raise their family and not have to take care of me. In the union, if you leave site, um, if you quit your job, I mean, there's severe consequences for that, uh, you know. And then I have a couple other journeymen that are are really um, getting ready to retire. They got like a year, year and a half left. And uh, they refuse to teach. Give us an opportunity um, through your teachings to fall in love with the trades. Our greatest legacy is what we leave behind. It's not what we take with us. My next guest is an apprentice HVAC tech, an advocate to increase the number of women in her local 350 plumber and pipe fitter HVAC union out of Nevada. She's always a positive force on the social media scene, advocate for tradeswomen, advocate for anyone in the trades. Let me please welcome the apprentice mech tech, formerly known as the HVAC warrior woman. It's Robin Pearson. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, Robin. I'm 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 really glad to have you here. We cool have. To see your Thank you for having face. me. You're, yeah, <laughs> Same. You're, you know, we've we've talked a lot on uh, Instagram before you're off there. Well, we're it's strictly a hammer friendship now. Hammer app. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, and hammer's kind of a hang for and support group for tradies right now. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
And so obviously, you know, I know you're badass and passionate about your work. But what does it take to be taken seriously as a woman, as a woman in trades where you live? And, and why are we still talking about this in 2022? Right, exactly. So I think if you're going to be a woman in the trades, you have to find out why you want to be in the trades. Um, you know, I had some serious questions to ask myself before I started the trades. Um, I did concrete before, but that was for just a little, you know, family run company and, um, and times were different then, uh, you know, but I really um, every day have to carry myself as, um, as a lady. Um, and that's kind of hard to do when we're out there doing what we do. Um, but I think that that tremendously helps um, how people interact with us on the job site. Um, and I think that that's, that's utmost important to do that. Um, I, I know that there's been a few ladies that have come and gone since, I, since I've been in the trade uh, with my union and, um, and they didn't quite, uh, you know, uh, carry themselves well, um, which doesn't, doesn't really go well, I believe, in my area where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very, very important. Why are we still talking about this in 2022? It seems like I agree. we should all be on the same playing field. I agree. Uh, you know, there's nothing out there that um, that I don't do that, that the guys can't do. Uh, I pride myself on that. Um, you know, I, I go to the gym every morning and um, I make sure that I'm, you know, able to do the job that um, I applied for. Um, and I think every other woman I've met in the trade or talked to online, um, uh, they're more than capable of um, carrying their own weight. So I'm not quite sure why this is something that we still battle with or talk about. What were you working on today? So we can kind of draw a picture for the for the audience, for those people who don't know you, who might not be on social media at all. What'd you work on? I saw what you worked on today, but yeah, I did. I worked on a little uh, train chiller, so it's one of our smaller ones, and uh, I got to take off the um, end bell and clean our condenser barrel. And that is uh, that is where all of her refrigerant and um, it's a water cooled chiller, so that's where our water goes back into the building um, and starts its first stage of changing state and temperature. Cool. Yeah, that the stuff you work on is out of my league. I, I'm strictly residential and you're, you're pretty much doing big commercial stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Very cool. Yeah. Your projects look really neat. Um, and you do an awesome job of, of illustrating that for people. Thank you. Yeah. And when you were there today, were there any other women on site? No other women on site. There is only one other woman in my union currently, um, and that is definitely, um, when I journey out, I have about four years left of school. Um, I would absolutely love to advocate and take, um, take what we do into our high schools around here. Uh, you know, I think that, um, I know I did when I was going to school, it was go to college, um, you know, become a secretary or a lawyer, or there were so many other options besides join a trade school. I would really, really, really love to bring that into our our schools here. I think it'd be great. Probably I'm going to be repetitive right now, but you know, prior to having the podcast, I just kind of written it off. You know, I, I know I'm going to be retiring and I didn't know, I just saw this thing coming down the road that, you know, I'm talking to some of my subs and we do not see younger, a younger generation 
following us. Like everybody's just getting gray. You know, who's going to build the buildings? And right now I'm actually sitting here at my desk trying to find help because mm-hmm. it's not like it used to be. I actually, there are, I don't want to get too into my stuff, but there's actually holes in our, in our chain of labor right now that, uh, that might prevent, I would say are going to prevent 40% of the houses that are desired to be built this year from being built. We're, we're dealing with the same thing here. Um, in Nevada, I think pretty much everybody everywhere is dealing with that. Um, you know, I think that there is, I have, you know, a 21 year old and a 17 year old, and there's a different generation where people are making a ton of money on TikTok or ton of money being an influencer on Instagram. And, um, and that's more appealing maybe to the, to the other generation. But, uh, you know, I grew up working in the garage with my grandfather. That's where I just fell in love with working on stuff. And I did concrete in my twenties and, um, and then I went into restaurant work and uh, it just was not for me anymore. And I took a huge leap of faith uh, to leave a very good paying job uh, to come back into the trades. And and I'm very, very grateful I did. I take such pride in working on stuff, fixing stuff, making sure that, you know, people in my buildings are happy. Um, and so I, I would really, really love, you know, I was talking to my youngest daughter the other night about being a welder. I mean, she has an attitude for it. Um, I think she'd just be so great at it. And both my girls love jumping in, working on cars with me. Um, so I think, too, has a lot to do with maybe a lot of parents working a lot of hours and um, just not growing up the way that we did, you know, my grandpa, my mom, my dad, they spent a lot of time with me around the house, fixing stuff on the cars. And, um, I don't see a lot of that happening anymore, but it's not just, you know, it's not just in North America that this problem's happening too. So no, do you, are you familiar with, um, Matt Bloomquist? So he's got the, the shop class. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And I just, that is inspiring to me. That is like, you know, we all can speculate and talk about how we think it should be, but like that, he, Matt's right there. And I just He's think that's doing so- it. Yeah, that is 100% my goal. Come into the schools, uh, maybe take some of the kids out on some of the sites that we work at, you know, show them what we do, um, get up with the principals, teachers, see if they can, you know, depending on safety reasons, come out and, and just see what we do for the day, you know, feed them lunch. I just think that it would be, great. And I would hope that they would fall in love with it. Like most of us that are in the trades have. Yeah. And I love that you're, um, I, I, I kind of missed it a minute ago, but I love that you're bring, bring your daughters into it and, and at least offering them that sense that this is an option. They're lucrative. Being a welder is a lucrative option. Yes, I mean, it is. I mean, I'm a it general is. contractor and I always say I should have been a plumber or a welder. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd love to see, to know that your daughter's got in there and pick that up. Okay. Robin back there, you mentioned um, the importance of fitness. You said you get up and work out every day and, and, and why is, why is working out and fitness so important to you? 
so many reasons. Um, I mean, I, I know for me personally, I would not make it in the trades if I didn't um, have the fitness journey that I had before I came in. Um, I competed in CrossFit, Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting for about eight years. And, mm. um, and that journey just totally reminds me of the trades. You know, if you miss a lift or you have a bad competition, I mean, you don't quit. You make adjustments to your training or... Mm sleeping or you're eating, um, and you keep showing up. And for me, that's the trades. Uh, you know, when I have a bad day or a bad week, or I'm working on a job I don't like, or with somebody I don't like, I, I remember that, you know, great things come through, through conflict and through struggle. And they're on the other side of that, you know? So for me, um, working out in the gym and pushing myself uh, definitely rolls right on over into the trades for me. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That's cool. I, uh, I really like that parallel you drew between, you know, you said working out is like the trades. Yeah, it absolutely is. When I was young, I could just get fresh off the couch in spring, go take a beating on a framing crew or whatever. And I'd be sore and tired, but I could still stay up late and get up early and, and do it all over again. And, and now I definitely have to train. <laughs> I have to, I have to get ready. Uh, if, I, if I don't, I'm just crushed. So I, I, um, and I like that sense that you, you kind of said about, you know, you have bad lifts, you have bad workouts and you have bad days and, and you just have to readjust and you have to work around those little things that happen. Like when you work out and you injure a certain part, you just yep. keep work. You just keep working the other parts until that's that one it. comes. You know, cool. And that's how the trades. If I suck at something, like when I first started, I was not good at hot work at all whatsoever. Um, but that made me just want to become better at it and be self sufficient at it and be able to hold my own weight when we had a lot of pipe to put in that needed, you know, hot work. Um, I didn't mm. want to be fire watch anymore. Uh, and it's the same thing for the gym. You know, if, if I have a lift, I want to get, I, I do the exact same thing. You know, um, I adjust whatever I need to adjust. I take a look at how I can get better at it. Um, and, and we continue, we continue the journey of getting better at what we want to get better at. What's, what's important to us, you know? No doubt. And then the, how do you find like, I mean, you don't, if, when you're not working out focus and stress, just it's, they become different things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely my release. Um, I know, I know the trades are very busy, at least, at least where I am. Um, it's, it hasn't really slowed down here in a couple of years. Um, and I feel like it's that way, you know, all across the country. Uh, I know we spoke about, you know, having a hard time finding um, people that want to join the trades or want to work. And, um, and because of that, a, a lot of us are working long hours, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, it's my one thing I do for myself, you know, besides taking care of the kids, building my, um, my career, um, I guess that's something I'm doing for myself, but, um, you know, uh, school, 
I just feel like I'm pouring so much into so many other things that I have to take that one thing to take care of myself. And, and sometimes Mike, I don't work out. I'll, I'll go for, you know, a couple laps in the pool or just sit in the sauna. Um, but I just know I need that time to de-stress, deload, um, and just take, I mean, half hour to an hour for myself. And just out of curiosity, how many hours a week would you say you worked out? Oh, God. the weekends are bad. It's really bad. I got to get out of the gym. So, the oh, weekend- okay. <laughs> so you're a gym rat. I am. I am. Okay. Okay. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So the weekends are, are you know, longer, but um, during the week, depending on where I'm working and what job I'm on, it'll be, you know, half hour to an hour and a half in the morning. Well, that's very cool. Um, and you know, you're an advocate for men and women in the trades, but you know, you're also an advocate of, for taking care of your body and, and, uh, you know, that's a role model. You're a role model for anybody coming into the trades and anybody in the trades it's, um, and you know, out there, you don't have to be a gym rat. No, you just gotta go four or five hours a week. Right. I mean, that's it. You just gotta take some time. And well, whatever, I'm not trying to tell you guys how to live your life, but I know that for myself, my focus is dramatically improved when I exercise. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but while I exercise a lot of things, because I'm able, because I'm able to focus on my, my physical self, my mind is kind of released, relieved. And then problems start getting solved. Like things start coming to my head, new ways to think about stuff, new ways to see things. And, um, and I'm a lot less stressed. Absolutely. I feel like some of us in the trades, we are so hyper-focused on work. I know that I am that when I get home, unless I physically go do something else, my brain and my thinking will not follow. And I a hundred percent agree with that. There'll be mid workout that I think of, you know, a problem that we're having at work that I can bring up a solution for a suggestion for the next day. Um, because I've just, it's the only way to get my mind off of work for a little bit. I am very hyper vigilant work. One thing I will say that I've heard over and over and over again, from hardworking tradespeople is why should I exercise? I work out all day long. Absolutely. What, what do you, what do you have to say to those folks, Robin? Um, I say that I work with a lot of people that have had back surgeries, shoulder surgeries, knee surgeries. Um, and I don't want to be that kind of journey worker in the future. I just, I really don't. And, um, to me, I do work out at work all day. Um, my work's very physical. It's very heavy. Uh, but for me, even just getting in some cardio or, um, you know, doing some light weights, which I have a hard time with. I like, I really like to lift heavy, but I'm learning as I get older I'm learning as I get older, that that's not the greatest thing. So, um, I've really adjusted my workout routine to lower weights and just really getting some mobility going on. I get so stiff, especially in my shoulders and my back. 
Um, I'm on my knees pretty much all day unless I'm in the ditch. So for me, it's more about like mobility, uh, making sure that I keep my proper form at work. Uh, three, three journeymen that I work with injured their back, um, just not thinking about how they were picking something up. Um, and I feel like if we practice that on, on a regular basis, that it becomes more natural at work. Um, so it's not so much, uh, you know, I got to get bigger or stronger or anything like that. It's it's more so just becoming more flexible, a little bit more loose and um, and not injuring yourself at work. Yeah. And those equitable movements you get from exercising the, the, the evenness of it, because you know, I know that the right side of my body is super beat up. Oh, yeah. And I haven't always stuck with exercising. And I definitely, when I was young, just plowed through stuff. Uh, right. But now it's when I work my body out evenly, it just it feels so much better. Yes. And, I and, you, and, you, and you can even manage to do it after you've worked a hard day. Not every time, but. No. Yeah. There are some days where I'm like, I'm not doing anything after work. <laughs> yeah, nothing but the couch. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So today I was in the office, so I spent a bit of time on social media. It is International Women's Day. Yeah. Happy, International, Happy International Women's Day, Robin. Thank you. I failed to mention that at the beginning of the uh, recording <laughs> here. And and I've been on and I've been online and there's huge outpouring women supporting women, everyone supporting women, everyone thanking their employees that are women sharing photos. I love seeing it, but I'm also mm -hmm. seeing like this handful yeah. of misogynistic dudes showing up, you know, this, I'm assuming they're the same, you know, the same guys on the job site. Um, yes. And, mm -hmm. and I can, I can, see by the way people are responding to them online like they don't know how unsafe or uncomfortable they're making a woman feel right right and one of the one of the things that i saw was a were there was a there was a thread that started on technically a tech uh her mm. i believe that's who she is on instagram and you know someone was saying i feel bad hurting their feelings, telling them something, you know, like saying, Hey, you know, don't talk to me like that. Cause I, cause I'm going to like hurt their feelings for a minute. And I, and I really thought about it, you know, that, that empathy that this woman still has for this guy who's acting completely in a misogynistic sexist way, but she's still empathetic towards his feelings. And absolutely. And, and what I want to, I guess what I want to point out to the guys in this situation is like, in life, we have with your partner, you have really hard conversations sometimes with your. Yeah. And and those conversations are really had hard to have. And, and in this sense, it's like you're making that same you're making that conversation really hard for that person who needs to say this to you. I agree. Um, I've gone through I think my 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 first year I had a, um, a journeyman try to get me electrocuted, cussed at me. <sighs> threw wrenches at me and I initially didn't know how to handle it. Uh, so I just kind of put up with it for a little bit. I thought I'm not in the school yet. I don't have a leg to stand on. I didn't know how the union worked. And I just kind of thought maybe this is the way it is. Maybe this is part of the, 
apprenticeship thing, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it went on for about a month, and it got it got worse. And um, and I finally had to sit down and have a conversation with that gentleman. And I had to make sure that I was sure of my conversation I was going to have um, and stern, um, but definitely not put myself in a position that was going to get myself in trouble. And, um, and it did not turn out well, did not turn out well at all. Um, It was not a kind, gentle, um, I see where you're coming from conversation. And, um, and so what happened for me was uh, I reached out to my service manager Um, I actually left site one day um, and I went straight to my office and I said, look, I'm not working with this journeyman um, in the union. If you leave site, um, if you quit your job, I mean, there's severe consequences for that uh, being in the union and being in an apprentice. And um, and I just told him at that point, you could send me to the hall. You can um, terminate my employment, whatever you want to do. But I will not I will not be treated that way. and so it turns out that I don't work with that gentleman anymore. Uh, but every time we have a service meeting, he has something to say directed towards me. Um, he just will not let it go. Uh, so I can't, I don't know if it's the fact that I kind of stood up to him or had a conversation with him um, or what his initial issue was. Um, but he does still work there. We both still work at the same company. Um, we just don't work together. We'll be on the same site. Um, often just not on the same job. So uh, I, I'm not quite sure where that comes from, but I too went through that. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want him to get fired. He, like myself, is the only um, only person bringing money into the home. You know, his wife and his kids stay home. And, uh, and so I related to that. You know, I definitely related to that. I'm the only one bringing money into my home. Uh, but it really just came down to um, I wouldn't be getting him fired. His own actions would. So um, I think that that was, you know, a good two week battle before I even said anything. I just didn't want to get him in trouble. I didn't want to be in trouble. I didn't know how to handle it. So I would agree with that. Absolutely. Well, Robin, you know, strong women intimidate weak men. Maybe. And, yeah, I and, think and, so. <laughs> and it's like an arrested development, like like they they're man children, you know, they're man children. I like it. <laughs> I need a sticker that says man child. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, we, so all, we, <laughs> we all need one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin, you've been crushing the H vaccine. It did. As we all met you originally as the HVAC warrior woman. Um, yeah. But I've read online recently that there's been some change maybe some some lateral movements and company change what's what's going on there has been uh so when i signed up for the trades um the gentleman that got me in um i worked at a non-union plumbing company and i said i want to go into pipe fitting i want to be a welder i want you know all this stuff and um he heavily advised against it um he said you're smaller um that's a rougher side of our trade. And I really, his advice to me was they will chew you up and spit you out on that side. Um, So immediately I was kind of 
directed towards HVAC. He said, you know, you get your own vehicle. Uh, a lot of stuff is different with HVAC around here. Um, you, you work independently. Um, sometimes once you get good enough, uh, you don't really work with other people. And he was just really trying to protect me. So um, throughout my throughout my apprenticeship and my time in the union, I've been in for a couple of years now. Um, there's been several people I've spoken to about switching over to the plumbing and pipe fitting side. Um, and I've always been kind of talked out of it. And, and the thing that I keep hearing from people is that's too hard. You're too little. Um, those guys uh, on that side are a little bit too rough. And um and so I was just really kind of talked out of like the direction I wanted to go from the start. Um, I did very well in HVAC, but that is just my character. If I'm doing something, I want to do it right. I want to know what I'm doing. I'm going to study it. Um, that's just in my character, you know, and I had this conversation with my service manager when I decided to switch and he goes, I just don't understand. You're really good at it. And, that, and, and that's my answer is that I, it's my character. I don't, um, I don't know how to be the person that shows up late and, you know, has coffee for an hour and then maybe gets to work. I just, it's not in my character to be that kind of person. Um, so I'm very excited. It's my first two weeks over on the other side and, um, and with a new company. So, um, things could not have turned out better for me. That's very cool. So it's, it's the, it's still plumber pipe fitters union, local 350. Yeah. Still the same union. And, um, because I got great reviews and I didn't get any, any trouble at school. Um, they let me switch over and keep my time in the apprenticeship, um, going into this switch lateral move as you would say i there were a lot of things that i knew i'd be giving up i'd be giving up a, a company vehicle a gas card um and in this economy um everybody thought i was crazy uh i was also facing the possibility of having to start school all over again and losing my hours um but because I haven't gotten in any trouble, I get good reviews. I had a lot of people um, send in some references for me. Uh, they they let me stay in school, and that's and that's a tremendous blessing. And that's that's a tremendous. That is when your work speaks for itself. Mm. When when you have people that have been in the trades for 20, 30 years, um, vouching for you at the hall, calling the president of the union, saying they think I'd be great on that side. Um, that's, that's where the character and, and the consistency of our work comes into play. Um, no matter what I faced in HVAC in the last two years, and I faced a lot, I knew I was very certain that my work, my attitude, um, how I showed up on time, all of that stuff was, was my name. Um, and I wasn't willing to ruin my name for anybody throughout, throughout all the hardships that I faced. Um, that was something I was unwilling to give up. Well, this character you speak of is obvious to me and I don't know you that well, but what I've seen and our interactions, I, I, it, <laughs> it's very apparent to me. Thank and, you. And you're telling me that these, you know, 30 year <laughs> veterans are, have your back. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, and that's, <laughs> 
<laughs> it doesn't. It's it's that is very cool. I mean, your first year apprentice. This is that's that's huge. Yeah. And I guess my next um, thing I want to get into here is this guy that harassed you and and it was still around. It, now he, he that's the other company. He's gone. That's he's out of your out of your. Yeah. No longer have to deal with Joe, whatever his name is. No. Yeah. Uh, what do we call him? Uh, we call him man childs, right? Man child. The man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no longer. Absolutely. No longer. Um, yeah, he hmm. was, he was uh, very difficult to deal with. I, I certainly was not the only apprentice or maintenance tradesman Um or journeyman for that fact that had an issue with this gentleman. Um, I'm just the only one that spoke up to mm. him, to my service manager. Um, I am the only one. Most of the time he gets people to quit, uh, which is just a tragedy when, when we don't have enough workers as it is. Um, and I, and I think it's even more of a tragedy because our job is so hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, we do get used to the physical labor and the mental stress and the emotional stress of the trades eventually. Um, but, but I do feel like we don't need to be adding more of that. Um, and certainly it just became like a game for him to get people to quit, uh, journeyman included. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there must be something somewhere inside we are deeply satisfied mm-hmm. knowing that this guy just watched you get all this approval and, and moved into a new position by the, by his fellow union men. Yes. And, and he's just sitting there. And yes. You went, you went ahead without him. You transcended all his BS and it's awesome. And unfortunately, that's what happens. Not unfortunately, but, um, you know, people, people transcend that kind of behavior, you know, they move away from it, they become better because of it. Um, They definitely when they become leaders and journeymen and and project managers and foremen, um, uh, hopefully, they don't they don't uh, treat people that way. Mm hmm. And I think that that's how we're going to be able to change the stigma of, of the trades that have been going on for so long. Yeah. So I don't expect that guy to change his ways. We're talking about people coming into the trades so much. It's been called next gen, the next gen, but you came into the trades later. I came into the trades later. Right. My friend, Tim pointed out to me that, I got to probably stop saying next gen because it's not just the next generation. It's everybody coming into trades, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a broad scope of people. And the conversation keeps going. There's lots of blame being thrown both ways. And, and one place I think we can all agree that we need, we need is some leadership. Absolutely. Um, you know, you have to be self-motivated, motivated to some degree, but you know, what sort of leadership characteristics do you 
think that someone that's listening that is going to be running crews or will be who maybe now is not in the position yet, but will be one day passing the torch. Right. Um, the, the crew that I got on with and the company that I work for now is, um, is everything I could have ever imagined. Mm. Um, these guys, uh, there's no, there's no gals on my site. Uh, there is more women on this side than there is in the HVAC. Um, but I, I currently don't work with any of them, but, but these, um, these guys I work with, they take the time in the morning to, uh, you know, we have our safety meeting, we stretch and, um, and we get laid out for the day and they have never once that I've come to them with a question, not answered it for me, um, or told me, go find it yourself. Um, that was a major problem I had in HVAC, uh, a tremendous problem I had in HVAC. Um, and a lot of other apprentices in my area have that problem as well. Uh, we are told, go find it yourself. You're not going to learn everything from me. Stop asking so much questions. Um, which is fine for people that are self-motivated like myself, but a lot of people, um, that I'm in class with, they don't respond very well to that. They don't appreciate that. Um, so for me, the, the company that I'm at now, nobody's ever told me that's something you need to learn on your own or not answered a question for me. Um, from my general foreman to my foreman, uh, they come out and work with us throughout the day. Uh, lunchtime, if they can, if they're not doing paperwork and caught up on permits and all this other stuff going on, uh, they'll come out and check in with us. Or at the end of the day, they'll check in with us. Um, and, and for me, that's great. They're aware of they're aware of their employees and they're aware of their employees' skills. Um, that was a major thing with me switching just in these two weeks. You know, I I was continually asked, "Do you have you done this before? Do you know how to do this?" Um, if the answer was yes, they, you know, observed me doing it the first few times and then kind of let me go. Um, if I said, yes, I'm not comfortable doing it on my own, then they would stay with me throughout the project. Um, and if I said no, then uh, they had no problems teaching me. But this new company really places a lot of emphasis on teaching. Um, they are aware they're an employee owned company which is great, but they are aware that, that the people that built that company are all getting ready to retire, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, um, and they want their legacy. We, you and I talked about our legacy earlier. Uh, they want their legacy to live on. They want that company to continue to have the same legacy, um, if not better as the years go by. And, and to me, teaching and training people is our legacy in the trades. That is what we leave behind. Uh, we leave behind great workers. We leave behind confident workers. Um, and we leave behind passion. I mean, you just can't put a price tag on that kind of stuff. You cannot. I agree. The thing there that I'm hearing is there just needs to be a balance between, you know, telling people to figure it out themselves and teaching. Yeah. Which I think to me is, it just sounds normal. Right. I think about people saying that they're not being trained right. And I feel for them. I have experienced it on some level. Um, and I'm, I'm a very self-motivated person. So I, 
I've always solved a lot of, I've always learned a lot on my own, but yeah, I think our next leaders need to be more balanced perhaps. And, and patient and patience is usually in short, short supply on construction sites. Oh yeah. Especially when you're getting down to the wire or something's messed up. Um, I think it's the responsibility of us, um, apprentices as well to kind of learn that and understand that as well. Um, there are times to ask questions. There are times to maybe wait till the end of the day, write it down, um, mm. help out where you can wait till the end of the day. Um, but I also truly believe that, that the apprentices need to find the same balance. We need to find the same balance of, Hey, we're in this, we're going to do our own research. Um, and we're going to learn from you. Um, so I think that that definitely goes both ways, being, being a new person in the trades and an apprentice. Um, I refuse to sit around and wait for someone to spoon feed me little tidbits of information uh, regarding my career. Um, if there's something I want to know, I will reach out, I will research it, I will ask questions. Um, and I think that that's our responsibility as, as you know, new members or new people in the trade. Yeah, you're really hitting on something that hits home for me is that if you have a question, keep trying to figure it out on your own, because a lot of times those questions will get answered if you just right. keep reaching for the answers, you, even if it's the next day because you did some research or learned a little bit or failed a little bit. The next day, it, it becomes very clear after you sleep on it or something. But that is the self-motivated worker. I mean, not everybody. Not everybody's like that. I mean, no. And that's where the that's where another, I guess, is just another conundrum right now, because. Absolutely. But I, I'm finding that I'm able to encourage those kind of people in my class. Mm. You know, um, it's great. We have class once a once a month right now. Uh, we're getting ready to go into our second year and then and then we'll have class after work. But right now they take us out of work for a week and and we really get to catch up with each other. And I have just so many people that are just very frustrated and I'm able to share some websites um, and encourage them and spread my passion and my joy for um, for self-learning with them. And I've had a few people that have just really reached out, got on Hammer. I mean, that's an amazing app for me. Anytime I have a question, I don't think there's anybody that I follow on there that has not um, taken the time. It might not be and keep the tone right. I mean, you're the, you're the call, you're the person they're going to send for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep, they do. <laughs> it's always, it's always been a struggle for me in terms of which subcon trade contractor or employee I might want to send out somewhere. Oh, I know. bet. But there's always, I bet. there's specific ones for sure that, that, you know, that go. Oh, yeah, they're, and they're better than, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you, you, you go do it. Like, cause I'm always the guy who's asking for the big money. So it's a little more, it's a little different when the guy, when the big money guy comes to talk about it versus the relationship my clients have with my trade contractors and employees is, is definitely different than mine. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of use some of that to my advantage and, and I think that's what I love about working in the trades the most is when you get through a really difficult project, um, or a really difficult job. It's like, you're just closer to those people. Uh, you could rely on them a little bit more than you could before. Um, and it 
definitely does build a different relationship. Uh, some of my journeymen are just absolutely amazing in that way, you know, and then I have a couple other journeymen that are, are really um, getting ready to retire. They got like a year, year and a half left and uh, they refuse to teach. Um, I don't mm. know if they've been burned by people coming in. I don't know what happened with, with these two gentlemen, but they are, Mike, they're so good at what we do and they have 40 years of knowledge. Um, and I just don't, I, I don't understand what's happened in their career um, to bring them to a place that they are. I don't know if they ever did teach um, people or if they were always just, just like that, you know, um, but it definitely, definitely something that I aspire to do different when I become a journeyman um, is to teach. I had one guy tell me, you can't tell everybody everything, you know, then you won't have a job. And that just didn't make sense to me. Uh, if you are that good at your job, I don't think anybody can replace you, you know? So I don't understand that thinking. Yeah. That's kind of mind blowing to me. I mean, I get some people just aren't good at teaching. They don't really yeah, have it. In I get them. that too. Yeah. But, but refusing to do it is different. It is a shame. I love when, when I see, you know, my young hand learn and they yeah. see, and they're like, their eyes light up and they're stoked that they, they did something because they haven't Absolutely. had that opportunity before. I think for myself, one of the most important things has always been to create opportunity for people. You know, I'm not necessarily the, the leader of a, of, you know, some of these movements that people come on the podcast and there's big movements, especially in the labor thing. Oh yeah. Um, I think mm -hmm. for me, it's more about just creating an opportunity. I think you are doing a big movement though. I mean, the people that you have on the topics that you share about definitely go around the world. And, and I know for me, there's been several times that they've inspired me to, to do the same in my country or my state um, or at my union, you know, there, there is some amazing trades, women and men um, that have just done some things that inspire me daily. Um, and I think that we can take that wherever we are, if we want to, you know, so I think you are part of the movement. Yeah. I'm, fa I'm facilitating some of it. Yeah, but, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and my, my guests make me look good. <laughs> I've been very fortunate to have such an awesome crew. Yeah. And, and it's been neat too. Cause it's, um, you know, people are, they've become friends. A lot of people have become friends, virtual absolutely. friends. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Robin, at this point, you know, you're, you're a strong advocate, women in trades, everyone in trades. What is your advice to the young women out there? And I know you have strong advice because you have two daughters that are in this age group that we're kind of looking at. I do. I do. I would say go for it. Um, I know I was absolutely terrified um, to do it, but I would definitely say if it's something you like to do, you like working on your car um, or you like helping your neighbor when they're building stuff, um, I would say definitely try it. I, I know there's a lot of women that I've met on Hammer, social media. Um, Canada's absolutely been amazing for me, but there are just so many inspiring women that um, that made me believe I could do it. And if you are a woman in the trade, um, 
share the love and the passion that you have for it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get more people, young ladies, young men um, to come in and, and build the nation with us. You know, I mean, it is pretty cool, but we get to build and see and do. So I would say definitely go for it. I would also say to women in the trades, um, definitely keep your standards high, uh, your consistency as much as you can. I know that we face um, a little bit more pullback, um, even in the year 2022. Um, and I would, I would 100% definitely say that this is your career. Do not, do not ever let anybody talk you out of what you want to do. Uh, I've had several people tell me I can't do what I'm doing now. I've had several people tell me I'm too little. I'm not strong enough. Um, I won't make it. And, um, and I let them deter me from, from the career at, path that I wanted to be on for two years. Um, so I would say hold tight to the people that are willing to train you, stick up for you. Definitely do not falter from your path. Um, and uh, oh, this is this is a very touchy subject right now. <laughs> um, I did. I, I just went through a tremendous time where I felt like people were were really telling me I couldn't do the career I'm doing. Um, and unfortunately, I believed it for a little while. Um, and now that I'm doing it, uh, I have no issues doing it at all whatsoever. Um, there are some things I need help with, but there are some things that guys on my crew need help with too. So, um, it really has nothing to do with my size or being a girl, um, at all whatsoever. And I would say this is your career. So chase it, put into it what you want out of it. Um, do the research, do not wait for people who don't want you in the trades to either give you the wrong information or spoon feed you little tidbits of information to keep you at a lower level. Um, we have amazing things at our fingertips today. We have the internet, um, you know, we have apps, we have websites, we have so many places that we can become uh, craftsmen at our trades, uh, if that's what you want to do. But I would 100% today say, if it's something you wanna do, do not listen. Um, to the people that doubt you and hold close to the people that support you. You're such an inspiration. And did you have a mentor along the way that, you know, inspired you or, or, or brought meaning into your life? Huh, I did. My stepfather, he actually, he actually passed away, um, man, a couple months before I joined the trades, but he was a carpenter. Um, and he built my whole entire life growing up. He built these amazing cabins at one of our ski resorts um, outside of Minden, Nevada. And, um, and he was a very hardworking man and he took tremendous pride in what he did. But what I miss him tremendously. I don't know how many times I want to pick up the phone and tell him, you know, that that I learned how to braise pipe or, or mm. what kind of project I'm on or what kind of problems I'm facing or what kind of problems I I've overcome. Um, but I remember he got really sick and, and I had already started my journey to get into the trays and I had so much doubt. Um, and he is the one that encouraged me and told me I would be fine. Um, and he is also the one that helped me make 
his teachings to me helped me make this decision. Um, I joined the trades for quality of life. You know, I, I wanted a career that I enjoyed, but that would also bring quality of life to myself and my family. Um, and I found that in the trades, you know, before, before I joined the trade, I was working in a restaurant 16 hours a day just to support my family. Uh, I missed a lot of things going on with my kids at school because I was always at work. Um, not to say that we're not busy and this project I'm on is getting ready to kick off, you know, uh, six, 10 hour days per week for God knows how long. Um, but I have a better quality of life and the time off that I have with my family is um, definitely more enjoyable to me with this career. Um, and since I've been in the career, there's been, there's been one gentleman, uh, there's been several, but I'd have to say the greatest one is his name is Aaron. He was my old service manager. And when I came in to talk to him face to face about changing careers um, and switching companies, um, he looked at me and he told me he, he failed me. Um, and he almost cried. And of course I cried, um, because he felt like he didn't handle the situation with that journeyman, um, as well as he should have. Um, and it's the total opposite in my eyes, in my opinion, he encouraged me to continue. He was there for me when I had issues. Um, I do understand I work for corporations and, and, uh, I do not work for, you know, a little local company. Most companies um, are very large that we work for here in Reno out of the union. And um, with large companies comes corporate and HR and all these hoops to run through. Um, I, I don't ever feel like he failed me. I feel if anything in this entire world, he taught me how to stand up for myself because um, he did. Uh, he really gave me the courage to stand up to this guy. Um, and he really encouraged me to stay in the trades. Um, so I would say recently it's Aaron. We still talk every week, every Friday. Um, I've only been gone for two weeks, but I'm pretty sure that we'll, we'll continue that. And he encourages me and I encourage him um, in his position. So I'm eternally grateful for the, um, for the men in my life that um, have made me believe until I could believe that I can do this. I think we're going to have to give a shout out to Aaron. Yeah. And what is your, what would you, what do you say to the men out there? I would first like to say thank you. Um, I, I know, especially in my local, um, there was a lot of hesitation, um, but it has been met by the most part um, with absolute excitement that I'm here. Um, so I would just say thank you first. And, and, and secondly, um, I would say, please, please take the time to teach us, uh, give us an opportunity, um, to have the same kind of life that you guys have. Give us an opportunity, um, through your teachings to fall in love with the trades. Um, and, and I think now that we have more women coming in, um, I think more men are apt to do that, but there are still some men that are just holding back for, for whatever reason it is. And, um, and it's normally those guys that can teach us the most. So I, I would just ask that, um, you teach anybody coming into the trades, men or women. Um, I know there's a lot of young men that are in my class that 
go through the same thing I go through and they're not women, you know? So, um, uh, I think that that would be the best. Our greatest legacy is what we leave behind. It's not what we take with us. What you just said about legacy. Yeah, absolutely. Really resonates. What's the point in taking it with you? Oh, thank you for saying that. Thank you. Pressure's off. Speed round. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm ready. Okay, favorite tool? Crescent wrench. Most useful tool? Crescent wrench. Ooh. The where, have you, the where have you been all my life tool? Oh, my oxycetylene torch. I love that thing. Mm. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, this, is a, this is a stickler. Best joke. Okay. Best, Best joke. Oh, my God. I'm terrible at jokes. <laughs> terrible at jokes. Oh, gosh, Mike. I, no, I'm horrible. Okay. I don't know if I have. You have one? Um, I'm putting you on the spot now. Well, I have one that I used to use. I, <laughs> I can only remember one. It's for my clients when I was a guide. And we okay. they'd be tired and grumpy. Um, cheeseburger walks into a bar. Bartender looks at the cheeseburger and says, hey, we don't serve food here. <laughs> That's great. That's a good one. I like okay. it. Best food in your town. Best food. Oh, we have the best um, authentic taco place about five miles from my house. It is definitely a regular stop. Absolutely. I got to make sure that I ask every single guest the best food in their town because it's been tacos four times now. <laughs> no, and, really? Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Well, of course it's tacos. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's awesome. What's um, big would... there in Alaska? What's big for you guys? Oh, you know, well, you know, the a lot of people just like to eat game, you know, because it's yep. big, it's big hunting and fishing community. So, you know, Absolutely. I eat a ton of fish. I'm a, I like fishing. Our main, oddly, food restaurant wise is Thai food. Uh, Ooh, we've got yeah. more Thai restaurants per capita than any other town really? in the U.S. I would not um, have thought that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, when I when I when I started living here, there was one from that one restaurant, basically a bunch of butted out. And I don't know how many there are right now. Anywhere from like 13 to 16 res- Thai restaurants right now ah, in my in my little town. Great. We, so we have excellent, oh, Thai, excellent Thai food. Excellent Thai food. Go there for the Thai food and the fishing and the hunting. It sounds that, like. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and, the, yeah. and, the, and the and the midnight sun in the summertime. Oh, I bet. And Man. the northern lights right now. The northern lights have been cranking the last few nights. Really? Oh, oh you're yeah. so but, lucky. Yeah. Well, so I'm usually in bed because I go to bed early now. Me too. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, all the fun, like, like now, yeah, I'm a very different person than I used to be. Ah. But, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I see pictures of Northern Lights on the Internet more than I see them outside my house anymore. <laughs> That's <bed>. great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, well, Robin, it's been so much fun having you here today. I'm, I'm uh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, it's it's awesome to to see you face to face and 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 get to know you a little bit because we've had this cool interaction online. Absolutely, a bunch Absolutely. of friends there. And thank you so much. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna have to give a shout out to Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's amazing. He is absolutely amazing. That man juggles a lot. Um, and he, uh, he knows what's going on with his staff. He takes the time, 
um, to just really pour into people and help encourage them to, to continue when, when they're having a hard time. Now, does Aaron have a last name or is he kind of like, you know, Madonna or Beyonce or Prince? Aaron Sebring is his last name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Aaron Sebring. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Keep doing what you do, man. And we were also talking about having a shout out to someone else. Who do you want to give a shout out today to on hammer? Oh, I'm so pumped about the hammer app. It is now my only app. Um, and I have to give a shout out to Dave relic. I can't pronounce his last name properly. Can you? It's Bautista. I think Bautista. He's absolutely amazing at what he does. He loves to teach. Um, he loves what he does. Uh, he puts out some amazing work. If you guys are not on hammer, get on there, follow Dave. Um, and he too recently just changed jobs. So yeah. Yeah. And he's pretty stoked on that. And for all you guys listening, I asked Robin to think about someone, do a shout out. And when I asked her who it was, she said, she said, Dave, the relic Bautista. And I, I, I have it written in my notes. That's who I was going to give a shout out to. Originally. <laughs> so shout out to the relic. Yeah. Two times. Absolutely. Dave Bautista, Warhammer custom interior carpentry. Yeah. And thank you for the sick review, Dave. And Robin, thank you for the sick review oh, you're of the welcome. podcast. That's not how Robin got on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I just want to thank you for doing this podcast. I mean, I feel like there are so many of us grasping at times for encouragement or just to hear that somebody else has made it through what we're going through currently. Um, and, and your podcast just touches on all of that for me. Um, you know, it touches on people that are where I want to be in a few years. It touches on people that have, uh, been through what I've gone through, um, and are successful. So I appreciate that. Me too. I'm really lucky that I get to hang out with all these people and talk to them and, and learn from them and, and then get the stories out to everyone else. It's, it's a really unique and interesting place to be. I bet. Uh, it's not what I'm, it's not where I thought it would go. I couldn't have imagined this, but thank you for that accolade. You. If you enjoyed the show, learn something or experience affirmation about what you're doing, leave a comment or a review on iTunes on the podcast app on your phone or on my website, thecontractinghandbook.com. Wherever you listen, please subscribe to help get the show to more people like you. Remember, the work we leave behind us is our legacy, wherever we are in the world. Find me on Instagram at The Contracting Handbook. Also, if you found value in the content and feel like making a contribution for production, go to my Venmo account, Mike Kenoki one All right, that's all I got. great great talking to you and seeing you face to face that's cool yeah yeah um, I'm, 
I'm glad you found a framer too. That's awesome. I'm very relieved. All is not lost. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you still listening? That is Drew Frick on lead guitar. Scott Crass on bass. Brady Anderson on drums. And me on the rhythm guitar. Tiny Pancake Breakfast. Dead and gone. We tried to make an album. Hey, you know, the only point of this is just try stuff.